podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Jerry Taylor and today I'm here at Somerset Park, the home of Air United, the Honest Men. Now it's exciting times for Air United just now, they're getting a brand new stand built in the stadium and of course they've got a new manager, the one and only Scott Brown. It's exciting times for Air, but more exciting for me because I'm about to interview him. Let's go and see what the big man's got to say. Bruni! Bruni! So here we are with the very man himself. From player to captain to manager, Scott Brown. How are you doing, Scott? I am very well. Yourself? I'm good. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you, mate. Um, there's a lot of the fans, Celtic fans, want to hear from you, especially on the Celtic State of Mind podcast. So I'm just going to kick off by saying, how's air treating you? It's been good, to be fair. Um, the lads have been exceptionally understandable the way we want to play. Uh, they've got a good understanding of the game. They take things in, information, rotations the way we want to press as well. They've done brilliant since we've came in here. And the thing is, you're always going to have, at the end of the season, try to bring players in, try to get players out. And there's a few players that we've got on loan that have done extremely well for us. So we're just trying to make sure we get the arm around them, keep them in the building. And as I say, we've enjoyed it myself and Stephen since we've came in. It's obviously something different coming back up to Scotland. We went down to Fleetwood and we had a great time there. Yeah. And uh, obviously the second season wasn't as good, but... For us, we started off really well. Club's got an ambition; it wants to go in the right place. It's got good forward members as well, and I think that's that's the right thing. It's a it's a stable club. Yeah, yeah. As I know it's an old cliche, but like, what, what did you take from your your time at Fleetwood? I learned a lot. We're always going to make mistakes, and if a manager says to you, "I've never made a mistake in your life," and he's lying, but still they're making mistakes. I'm making mistakes, and we learn for that. But I think it's just to be honest. If we do make a mistake, be honest with the lads, be honest with the player that it is, and. I think that's the biggest one, but also making sure that we're organised. I hate people being not on time. I like to be organised. I like to have session planned before the lads get down there. So it's just having that structure in place. And it's good to get back into a routine because obviously being out for a few months, not doing much, and you get that little bit anxious in the house thinking that someday eventually going to call and hope for the best. But yeah. lucky enough for me, we did. Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. It's exciting times for you as well. Got a new manager yourself, they're building the new stand, and like you say, they seem to be matching your ambitions. Was that a big draw for you in coming to the club? Yeah, obviously knew Graham beforehand. Uh, he was at Hibs for years, and I didn't know anybody else. And the, the club spoke really well of what their ambition is as well, their drive. And as you say, the new stand's going to be brilliant. It's going to bring 180 people in hospitality Fantastic. every game for us. So it's a lot of money for us going forward and hopefully that can come into the budget as well yeah definitely so you're doing a wee shout out there just yeah plan out. to the chairman <laughs> fantastic mate so you've you went down to Fleetwood you came here what would you say is that do you feel more pressure as a manager even or as, or as a player because I'm obviously the buck stops with the man I think probably more of a manager because you can't go and affect the game mm-hmm. uh, even sometimes I think I could I definitely can't as <laughs> shown today in training but uh no, that, that's fine. We, the way we prep, the game plan, organisation, and we give the lads as much information as we can on, for instance, Rafe Rovers at the weekend, they're playing 4-4-2 and how we want to play, how we want to build. And f- for us, it's to get that understanding of our game plan, but not be boring, not be slow. And sometimes you have to go direct, yes, if we can pass the ball forward, try and play forward, but also give the lads a little bit of freedom as well at the top end of the park because 
they, they've got something that I've never had at the top end of the park. They've got an eye for goal, a little bit of sharpness, a little bit of skill, and you, you can't teach that sometimes. So you've got to let them go and have that little bit of understanding and that little bit of thrill to, for the fans as well. Yeah. I wouldn't say you wouldn't have an eye for goal, mate. What, 24 games for Aberdeen, two goals? That <laughs> was a bad goal, there. I don't know why I've scored two, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but the goals you did score are really important at times for the club as well. Uh, uh, for, for Celtic, obviously. Yeah, I enjoyed the last one. It's the last ever goal that I scored, if I'm honest. Uh, diving header. Fantastic. Uh, Ibrox. And I think I maybe cele- celebrated a wee bit premature, but I, I enjoyed it. And so you're talking about your tactics, Scott. So I was reading a bit about in the paper that you were saying that you'll need to change for the different teams that you're playing. Yep. Is that something that you'd set for yourself before you became a manager you weren't just going to stick to one plan that you're going to have a plan B because some managers do tend to just stick to the same game plan do they? yeah I don't think there's any right way and any wrong way depending on who's fit as well for us and mm. we haven't got the biggest squad in the world so sometimes we might have three strikers fit two strikers fit we might have to go to 3-5-2 4-4-2 but for us we like to play 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 however you call it and the lads have been drilled well at that Yes, we want to make sure we've got, we have got a plan B, but we've only been in the door four weeks so far. So we'll be, as the season pushes on, we'll hopefully get more and more information out to the lads. And yeah, as I say, they've been taking it in really well and small details and you, we can see what's happening in training is happening in the games and they're all switched on to the timing and movement as well. And it's been some good play. It's been good. Some The speed in the game has been exceptional for them. Their understanding of how hard to run as well and the, the amount of metres that per second that they're getting from probably six months ago they've increased quite a lot so we always try to push them as much as we possibly can but they've got to push themselves and they've been doing that really well good stuff good stuff so let's talk a little bit about Celtic because I know you, yeah. we speak a lot of Celtic the Air United manager now and I know everyone at Celtic wishes you the best of luck but when it comes to being such a legend and I guess thrown about a lot but you are a Celtic legend mate <laughs> there's no doubt about that I know you'll be modest yourself but you are and that follows you everywhere you go. I mean, when you went to Fleetwood, you just saw the Twitter page from the followers going up and there was people. I became friends with Land, uh, Fleetwood fans online. <laughs> Me and my missus were going to come down just to support you because it was you. So does that give you, do you feel that's added pressure that you've, not, you've got like two sets of fans? It's <laughs> amazing to be fair because no matter where you go in the world, you always bump into somebody that's a Celtic fan or an Irish pub and there's loads of Celtic fans in there. And it's great as well because you go, you Obviously, have those memories of playing for Celtic over all the years and having fantastic memories, lifting the trophies and that. And they want to hear the stories, and I'm an easy kind of get going guy. As long as people are nice to me, I'll chat away to them. But it's brilliant because, as I say, it's like Fleetwood. They came down in hundreds and came in to over hospitality, and I've seen some fans down at Air already when Celtic haven't got the game on the Saturday. So for for us, it's it's brilliant. It's, still see them as well and plus I wind steaming up as well so it's always <laughs> I think it's always that like, <laughs> a good bad banter there uh, 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 excellent mate so what's do you see for the future at United we need to push up the league we need to get away from the relegation zone and we've came in we've managed to win uh, three or four games in the league so far and for us we're a little bit disappointed we played Dundee United here mm-hmm. and we played re- really really well and top of the league strolling the league at the time and we probably thought we should have got minimum a point. Mm. And you can ask Dundee Wright and I'm sure they'll speak freely as well. And the way we played was exceptional. The understanding of the lads that they were on the front foot defending high press was, was brilliant. And we did put them under pressure. Yes, they are a fantastic team and the players that they brought on, by all means, we've not got that squad and that budget. 
but we competed with the best team in the league for 90 minutes we went to Ibrox we competed for 90 minutes we were in the game for I think it was 78 minutes until they got the second goal you couldn't have slept that that was going to be three hard games eh? yeah you, you get the job and it was already in <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to Ibrox and I'm sitting there and <laughs> it, it made the club a lot of money right, which was brilliant for us right? the budget goes up great I'm thinking gone yep I'm sure they're not going to play their second team against me <laughs> so as I, as they did they played their strongest team but the lads competed extremely well played some good football yes we knew for long periods of time we weren't going to get the ball they defended well structured behind the ball and solid through the core of the team and they dealt with that and it wasn't too much clear cut chances mm. and for us it, you got to be proud of the lads going there because some of them never played at Ibrox before in front yeah. of 50,000 and you can see the different steps and they were bringing on players on 30, 40 grand a week and we, we brought in a young kid for his debut at 17 uh, we actually brought two kids on at 17 and they, they brought Lundstrom and somebody else on mm. so it shows you the difference of levels but our lads competed really well that's great and being a player and you can see like the youth coming through and uh, when you're actually playing so does that drive you as a manager to give the young ones a chance as well will you do that even if you've got the players as long as they're humble yeah aye, I think aye. they've got to have a bit of understanding and every young kid at this club is very very humble mm. and I've been at clubs when there's been a lot of young players and they get a little bit too far ahead of themselves they've got that limelight and they think that's it I've made it no you've not he's not made it until you've been playing 100 200 games like, like you look at somebody like James Forrest and Cal McGregor mm-hmm. came all the way through both of them so humble never say oh, I'm the best player here I'm this they just go underneath the radar and that's what you want from players and that's what when you speak to the young lads here they are that they're not on a lot of money they come in because they love the they love the game they want to make a career for themselves they want to make themselves better and hopefully in a year's time two years time we can sell them then I've done my job make them more money they can hopefully go and be happy go and show their, their talent to them whoever it is whether it's in Scotland or England and hopefully they get a, a fantastic lifestyle as well I absolutely love that mate that's great and you just mentioned Callum McGregor there just to ask you about Callum did you see the captain of him there he is just now could you see the potential there yeah, I had the understanding that he's got so much love for the football club and there's not a lot of people that come all the way through. As I say, James and Cal are never ever going to really want to leave Celtic and there'll obviously become a time somebody has to retire, you move on, you may be out of uh, the team. But these things happen. But for players to be at a club for that long is exceptional and to have Callum as your captain, as your leader of the club, he drives standards daily. He understands what the fans want, what the fans need, and also whoever comes in, he makes him better players just because it's Callum. And due to him having to drive standards, him showing the lads what to do, and whether you're a foreigner, you're a Scottish lad, you're a young kid coming through, he'll take the time, he'll speak to you, and he'll tell you about the club. Not a lot of people do that, and you bring somebody in, a foreigner that's maybe never been to the club, and he takes them underneath his wing, and that's one good thing about Callum. Almost acting like a tour guide at Celtic Park. Yeah, he is. He's probably different to me that way. Yeah, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have put my arm around them that way. I'd have gave them their distance and then... But look, everyone's different. And there's no right way and there's no wrong way to become captain. He does it his way. And I would never give him advice because he's the one that's playing and I've done it my way for years and now it's his time. I like that. So speaking about advice, is there any... I know you've been asked this a lot of times, like what managers have inspired you to become a manager... Is there any managers you've played for, played for a few that you actually would reach out to more, maybe to ask some advice? Probably three managers that I speak to, Larry. 
Yeah, Gordon for signing me. He was a daft one that brought it. But he made the mistake. No, <laughs> he uh, made the mistake. <laughs> and uh, Brendan, yeah, I, I still speak to Brendan quite a lot. And for me, it's it's good to have that understanding. He's back at Celtic. It's great for for the club because of what he done the first time around. Won so many trophies. Got us playing good style of football, and we had that understanding. And Lenny's Lenny. Lenny's brilliant. And Lenny's honest. Yeah, he'll tell you how it is. And Gordon's the same. Gordon's honest. He's got a good love for football. And you, you can speak to them for hours on the phone and their philosophy and mix it with my philosophy and mix it with Lenny's philosophy and mix it with Brendan's. And I, I don't seem to really copy one person. I seem to steal loads of sessions from everyone. And I, I, I speak to the lads. We've got a couple of young lads, um, sorry, younger lads than me. But coming to the end of the career, we've got Aidan. Jamie Murphy and the two of them are doing their A licence and they want to become coaches they've been taking sessions with the younger teams we've been involving them in worse and for me Brendan done that at, at the time so it's good to have that understanding that you can always go Gaffer can, can I steal your session or, yeah, and, yeah. and to give them the sheets and to pass it on because I, I learned through managers like that and Lenny and Gordon and I wrote all the sessions down when I was younger and I always knew eventually that I wanted to become a coach or a manager I had that drive and that, that's what Brendan done he went that's mine on you go that's, that's unreal and three right. totally different managers as yeah so you can steal like yeah maybe I didn't like a session because I wasn't a part of the session but you have an understanding right it's not for me this session but no, no, it's okay. the centre half the strikers just make the session the best you can possibly be so I, I say to some of the lads you're not going to get many touches of the ball here but switch on and you realise what that is because the session's for the wingers it's for the striker Got you. and you're a midfielder mate go and get the ball back <laughs> so I got told so I would pass it on to the yeah. see when it comes to um, going away from the tactics side here your actual man management who would you say you were closer to out of the three of them when it comes to dealing with the players uh, that's, I've not been asked that question before did you hear that Axel yes <laughs> uh, if any I think I'm my own person because yeah. I actually enjoy speaking to people I'm a bubbly personality I am not the same personality I was as a player I, I have to be totally different because you're the manager of the club you can't be the class clown you can't do this that and, and you grow up to be perfectly honest and for me I've got to set standards I've got to be on time I've got to make sure everything's sorted speak to the lads well but also at the same time you, you, I've got to make decisions of you might not be playing at the weekend so it's a hard chat to somebody yeah I don't mind being ruthless that's part and parcel of the game I've had the curly finger before <laughs> it's never nice it's part and parcel of football but you can go in and score the winner yeah. the luxury for us now we've got five subs so you can change half your team so yes you might be disappointed on the Friday when you see it but you might go and score the winner on the Saturday mm-hmm. then by Saturday, Sunday morning you're all over the paper so the, the, the small differences of yes there's going to be speed bumps on the way but you set standards, you go and play well. If you train well and play well, you're in the team most times. Yeah, you're off form now and then, yeah, you have that dip. But then you you show the lads that you're willing to work hard no matter what because you're not always going to be a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You're going to dip now and then and that's what happens in football, but it's that work rate and that honesty. And if I know the lads are working harder, you give them that little bit more leeway. You've been prepping for this for a long time, you can tell. You can tell the passion you've got. For- I, I enjoy it. And a bit for this one. Yeah, I actually enjoy it. I enjoy coming to work. And it's a routine that I come away and yeah, you leave the kids. I, I, I left the kids and I went down to Fleetwood for 16 months and didn't see them that much. But it was to get that understanding of football. 
Mm. And I needed to be in my own environment away from Scotland at the time to go and learn, to go make the mistakes and not be all over the paper to start with because you're ex-Celtic captain and make it about that. And that, that's one good thing about the lads. I, I never really talk about my time at Celtic because it's all done. Yeah, It's all about them. There's times to go and show everybody what they can go and do. I got that and, and we really appreciate that as well. So thanks for taking the time. Got one more question. I want to yes, one. Right. Charlie Mulgrew, yeah. I was on record though, he was talking about... Oh man. Uh, I some guy, some guy. And he was talking about, I think Mark Wilson was talking about it as well. And it was about, <laughs> he's been away in Australia on a yeah. season, pre season tour, stag do, whatever you want to call it. I was tour. <laughs> tour, tour. tour. So, and uh, there's a rumour that you were sparring with a kangaroo on a golf course. Yeah, I tempted. I tempted. <laughs> it was a wee bit bigger than what I was. Uh, I've never really seen a kangaroo close up. Like a many fold cup. So we were on the third hole and I've shanked one away. Right, right. And they were saying, like, didn't he go too far into the boondie because there's obviously snakes and I'm like, yeah, mate. <laughs> I've got this. So I ended up, like, going in looking for my ball and literally turned right and there was like seven or eight kangaroos. Like, oh no. And the first one's just, like, jumped up and went, like, put it's so on its tail, but its claws. I didn't actually realise. I didn't look claws. Like, that went the claws and it so like proper went up and I was like oh <laughs> I panicked <laughs> and, and Charlie is the worst person that could ever have happened to like Charlie's like I wish I had this on video I wish this <laughs> so you just turned it in the book and he's like you're fighting a kangaroo <laughs> so was it just one kangaroo there was actually like, ah, there was a few of them ah, so I panicked a wee bit when I started to see the claws and yeah, I left the ball. That is brilliant. The best bit he says about it, he says, I think it was maybe two, three weeks after, he says, you're standing in the tunnel, ready to play, I think it was AC Milan, <laughs> and you're just staring down with that Bruni stare, solid, and he's just looking around and went, look at him, he was spam me a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky I've matured since then, by the way. Aye. I've matured. I'll be back to the Australia. I like I said again, thanks for taking the time. I know you've been speaking a lot about Celtic, but is there anything... I know a lot of Celtic fans because of the way when you left during the circumstances and not getting that big farewell. Is there anything you just want to say to the Celtic fans watching? No, I appreciate like your support over the years. It's it's been amazing. We had some fantastic times that were so many trophies, great days in Champions League, Cup finals. Uh, obviously, last season's disappointed, and I've always just been disappointed that I never really got that fi final chance to say thank you very much and the bottom of my heart for everything that everyone's done for me whether you've been to one game or you've been to thousands a game it, it, it means so much and still now seeing you coming down to here going to Fleetwood and seeing you in the street means a lot as well because what we went through together but at the same time me and Lou still got a lovely lovely um, farewell day at the uh, Hydro mm -hmm. and it was fantastic to see the fans and stuff like that so small details like that it's brilliant and I always wish you the best I always want you to win at the weekend because well, it used to beat somebody else, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but uh, no, it's interesting times and just make sure everyone puts faith in whatever managers in place at the time and the players as well and support them through thick and thin. Well, I think I speak on behalf of every Celtic fan watching us to say thank you as well, Scott. And I think millions of us will be keeping a close eye on Air United and wish you all the best. So, man, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>